Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was for you. That was specifically for you, my listeners. Enjoy my Growth Mindset gang. (laughs) Thank you guys again. Like I say every episode, thank you so much for listening. It means the world. I, again, love seeing you guys tag me in your stories and saying how useful and helpful these episodes have been or in the comment section as well. So thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in and giving me feedback. I'm all about feedback. Let me know what works, what doesn't work. And you guys mean the absolute world to me. So again, thank you like always from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for always listening. You are amazing. My growth mindset gang. Now, today's episode is super de-duper exciting. I have Miss Tara Fisher. She is from Germany and she runs her own coaching business. So this episode is all going to be about growth mindset, mindful routines, how to kind of switch your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, along with encouraging confidence in yourself, how to grow out of your comfort zone, how to take that leap of faith. Why do we have imposter syndrome and why do we self-sabotage? And then how do we get past those types of mental blocks that we have? So Tara and I had an amazing conversation. Like I always say, whenever I have interviews or I am interviewed by another person or another podcast host, it is such a a great experience because when you have a conversation with positive and growth mindset people, it just, it makes you feel so much better. The power of a, an, of basically an amazing conversation can go so far because remember guys, humans, and we're going to be, Tara and I talk about this in the episode, humans and energy and everything basically on this planet is energy. It's basic physics. We are just energetic beings and we transfer energy. So when we talk to people and it's negative, we're spreading negative frequencies and negative energy. When we have a positive conversation, we are spreading positive vibes or positive frequencies. I'm telling you, law of attraction, all those wonderful things. We had an amazing conversation and you guys are going to love it so much. And it's so useful and so helpful. And Tara is simply amazing. And she runs her coaching business. So if you guys are interested in any of you know her tactics or you want to do a coaching session with her, all of her information is going to be linked in the show notes. And before we get started with today's amazing interview with Tara, again, I want you guys to know that Arbon just dropped so many amazing new products, especially for the summer, a bunch of great nutrition products, makeup, hair, skin, everything that you need for an upcoming wonderful summer, Arbon has got it for you. And my people, if you're looking to start your own business or start a side hustle to make some extra income with, so you can get some financial flexibility, 
be a part of my Arbon team, you guys. I'm going to be with you every step of the way along with the rest of my team. And you guys, the amount of amazing supportive community of being with Arbon has completely transformed my mindset as well. Arbon actually also practices a lot of growth mindset activities. That's also why I joined the business because their business basically proceeds and everything aligns with what I'm all about. So if you want to try amazing vegan nutrition products, vegan makeup, hair care, skin care, let a girl know I can hook you up with some amazing discounts. Or if you want to start your own business or start a side hustle like I did with a small fee, a small sign-up fee, I can hook you up and join my team and I can help you find financial flexibility just like I found financial flexibility for myself. And again, the link is going to be in my show notes for my Arbon products. So without any further ado, let's get to this a wonderful interview. Okay. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I have a phenomenal guest with us today, Miss Tara Fisher, and she is going to be talking about wonderful things about setting a growth mindset, how to build your confidence, and also running her amazing coaching business. So Tara, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on with you and have yeah an amazing conversation. So yeah, um, I am from Jimmy. I uh, grew up here and I'm currently um, located here, but I do love to travel and um, literally like the, the, the world is my home, mm-hmm. um, which is um, why I also wanted to be self-employed, uh, but it's obviously not the f- uh, very first reason. Um, but what I do basically is um, I'm a fulfillment and success coach, um, especially for ambitious women who struggle a little bit with self-sabotage, um, which can literally look like lack of motivation or um, negative mindsets, um, scarcity, fear, you know, all those things. And I help those women to overcome those obstacles that, that are ultimately in their way of creating the careers and lives that they want. And yeah, that's what, that's what I do. That's who I am. I love that. So let's bounce right into the question. So what got you into, you know, mindset and coaching? Uh, you know, I've always been curious into um, like personal growth and human psychology and all those things. And um, I discovered from a very young age that mindset was really important. And I just love like introspection and reflecting and all those things. But ultimately, when I was 16, I had an accident and I um, broke my elbow. And because I was kind of like taken out of life um, and couldn't have like uh, the normal, let's say, teenager life that I weren't had, like all my friends started to go out and stuff like that. And I wasn't able. So that really gave me an opportunity to like turn inward and to really like build this resilience, I guess. And then it was when I started to like, focus more on health and focus more on like um, feelings as well and then through that journey I guess it was that I discovered okay the mindset and the mental health is super important whether that's for uh, your overall well-being or for performance in your job or in um, in fitness and sport you know um, it's just important and that's how it started. Yeah thank you for sharing that like I said everyone's mindset journey is different and mindset is actually everything. Like once you find out like that's the key to everything is your mindset, it completely changes the game for you. And sometimes it takes a rock bottom 
like we've both described before. And then sometimes it's just like you, one day it just hits and you're like, I need to do something. So I want to let everyone know that everyone's mindset journey is going to be different. It's going to be at a different pace. Some people jump into mindset right away. Some people, it takes a couple of tries, but you have to stay into it because life is going to throw so many obstacles, so many things at you, both good and bad. And I always tell people, you obviously can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And that has to do with your mindset and creating an important growth mindset and a very powerful mindfulness routines. That's going to get you through the day. And it completely can, you go into a whole different perspective. So you help people with that kind of shifting their mindset and getting into those mindset practices. So do you want to describe to everyone, what is your business? Yeah, so um, the brand that I founded three years ago is called The Dream Life Project. And it's, um, yeah, it's like a collection of amazing products, services, but also content, you know, around personal growth, around mindset, around well-being and around productivity and manifestation as well. Um, And it's literally like um, my aim with it is to really provide a good place, a good support system for all those women out there who feel like, okay, I'm sabotaging myself with all those um, mindset things. You know, I'm just in a really um, destructive place and I provide the help on all levels. You know, if you feel like, okay, content is what I need, like um, Instagram uh, posts or whatever, blog posts is what I need to help me like move on then I provide that if if someone feels like okay I need some more personal guidance like I provide that and yeah that's kind of what I do and how I help people to really get the support that they personally need for their specific um, problem or challenge and then we together work on overcoming that. I love that. And that's so powerful because I think with our society sometimes that we see women as competition rather than a support system. And I think now we're starting to kind of see that and that is not a good environment to live in. And I've been seeing so many people, including you, you know, online, just making content, creating businesses to help women support women because for some reason we always think, oh, well, she's doing that. So I can't do it. She's better than me. Or if I see someone else like, you know, in my office making a project, you know, she's better than me and I'm not gonna be the same person as her. And for some reason we do self-sabotage. And do you know why people like in general, not even just women, but why do we self-sabotage ourselves all the time? I think it's because of that comparison and because um, we are brought up in a way uh, that constantly makes our mind like think in ways that are rather negative than positive you know and we do have like all those fears and worries as protective mechanisms you know that's just how nature is and I think because we are so um like caught up in our heads and because we are so um far away from being present and being conscious and aware of our thoughts and our emotions and even what's going on around us Mm -hmm. we do have all those um like interpretations of how things are based on how we experience them but we don't think outside the box you know we don't think about something that happens to us in a different way that's maybe more beneficial to um, the actual situation and so we do have those um, like preset uh, expectations or pictures about 
uh, what's going to happen or how something affects us and that ultimately leads us into that self-sabotage and that's just something that I guess is a human problem it's not something that is our fault you know or um, that you can particularly or that there's I think there's no sim single person that is not self-sabotaging themselves that that's kind of what I want to say you know we are all because of like the human race and because we're like the social constructs that we grew up, grow up in and because we're interacting with other people and stuff like that we uh we can't other than self-sabotage but we like as soon as we get aware of it we can change it and we can acquire tools and methods and stuff like that to help us like reduce that or overcome the ways in which we self-sabotage mm -hmm. yeah i love that 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 honestly makes so much sense because I think what a lot to do with our brain is that we see everything as a competition or like a fear mindset of our scarcity mindset, because way back when, you know, when we were hunters and gatherers, give or take, it was all about survival, survival, survival. So it had to be kind of a competition mindset. If you want to survive as hunter gatherers before civilization even happened, you needed to make sure that you were, you know, the alpha, if you will, in that situation for your, you know, little family or village then to survive into the next generation. And I think our brains haven't caught up to our very modern way of living and our social constructs of living. So because our brain is kind of still in that primal instinct, if you will, that we see things as a competition and we fear that because it's that fear of survival but we live in such a different time where our brains just haven't caught up with that yet and so that's why it takes us you know routines and things like that to then acquire that consciousness and awareness and mindset to be like no abundance right opportunities we don't live as hunter gatherers anymore it's not about survival anymore we live in a very modern time so what are some ways or habits and routines that help you kind of, you know, get into that consciousness and mindset? Yeah, um, you know, I, I love to start the day in a great way and end it in a great way. So basically most of the things that I do are part of my morning routine or part of my evening routine. And in the morning, for example, I always meditate and it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or 15 minutes, how much time I have on hand, I will meditate a little bit at least just to get myself um, in like a good vibration, you know, um, get those positive vibes going. And then I uh, usually repeat affirmations as well. And that depends on what I'm personally working on, um, like in terms of personal growth, you know, um, I reflect a lot. And then whenever I come up with a limiting belief or a fear that I have um, that's in my way at the moment, I would create a positive affirmation around it and then just say it to myself every single day in the morning um, for, uh, you know, 14, 21, 30 days or something like that. Um, and then when Whenever I feel like it needs change, I'll change things up again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I do give myself a few moments to just be present, you know, to just um, notice like what's going on, like hear the bird sing and wake up in a very nice and um, relaxed way in, uh, in contrary to like being stressed and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and in the evening, I usually journal a lot because I find that's really helpful, especially when it comes to changing your mindset. I also do um, EFT every once in a while. It's uh, short for emotional freedom technique and that's really amazing as well. 
and yeah, just reflect, you know, um, be, be present with my thoughts and what's going on inside of me. And then um, do like react in a very conscious way um, instead of like being overwhelmed by all the thoughts and emotions that go on. Yeah. And I agree with, I think a lot of people believe that you need to do those mindfulness routines in the morning. So I was like, oh, you need a morning routine. You need this new habit. But also it's important. I like that you also have like a nightly routine, like how to reflect on the day, because I think it's important that, you know, everyone thinks you need to journal in the beginning of the day to like set your intentions for the day. But I also think it's really crucial. And I love that you do that, that you actually journal at night to kind of reflect on the day, brain dump, whatever you need to do. So when you journal at night, what do you do? Do you have prompts? Or do you just free write? How do you journal? Um, it really depends on how I feel, but most of the time I would just start with recapping my day a little bit, kind of like the normal diary thing. And then I would turn into, I, I definitely have a gratitude practice. So I write down a few things I'm grateful for. And then what I acquired um, just uh, recently is that I write down a few signs that I saw um, the universe send me, you know, um, just as a reminder that I'm on the right path, you know, and that um, whatever I feel or think today um, in, in terms of my reality and my journey, like there's things happening that I might not be aware of so that uh, I do that. And then if I feel very overwhelmed or something like that, I just write down everything I feel, everything I think about the situation that got me into this position. And then I slowly but shortly try to change it towards something more positive or something like a learning that I have or take out of this situation, you know, in, um, so that I can like release that emotion, but then also switch my mindset from this um, overwhelm and scarcity or um, negativity uh, to something more like growth oriented, you know, whether that's a learning or just a positive um, kind of mindset. Yeah, so that's how I journal. Yeah, I think journaling is so important too. And I love that, again, you do it at night because it is a reflective practice. And you see that you have the conversation with yourself. So sometimes if there's not a person around or you don't go to therapy to talk through your problems, that's not an option or you don't have someone there, having the conversation with yourself in a journal, I think that's the first step to anytime when you're switching your mindset reflecting and getting like real with yourself, real with like your inner child and thinking about what are your wants and needs? What do you want your life to look like? What are some things that you want to improve on? You have to start with yourself. And that, you know, some people are like, oh, like, you know, for example, I want to be more vulnerable. And that was kind of my thing when I was switching to a growth mindset. I want to be more vulnerable with people around me. And I had to have a discussion in my journal with myself and be vulnerable with myself first in order to be vulnerable with other people. I think that has every, it's the same with anything with your mindset. If you want to do, you know, say nice, be kinder to people, you have to be kinder to yourself. So if you want to say nice things to people, you need to do words of affirmation with yourself. If you want to take care of people, you got to take care of yourself first. And I love the saying, you can't like pour from an empty cup. So you can't be or serve the purpose that you're supposed to in this world. If you're not being real with yourself, if you're not taking care of yourself. So I think journaling for some of us that are kind of like, okay, how do I start this kind of growth mindset or mindfulness practices? 
a lot for a lot of people journaling has been that first step because you're just with you and your thoughts and you can really dive deep because once you start writing sometimes you just keep going and going and then you're done with it and you're like oh wow that's why okay this is where it's coming from the root of the issue and I just that's one of my favorite you know mindfulness practices is to journal and you also talked about um, meditation so do you just kind of do that with your own thoughts is there a guided meditation so how do you do that um I obviously I started with guided meditation because it's the easiest way to actually like learn to sit with your thoughts because meditation is not about quieting the mind it's about being present with whatever is going on in your mind and in your body you know um so now I mostly uh, meditate without any uh, guidance or something like that so I would just put on some good music you know some relaxing music um yoga kind of music or something like that really slow and then just close my eyes and sit there listen to the music let the music um kind of like vibrate into my body and like then also like I use a lot of visualization you know um I use a lot of energy balls and stuff like that to really like get my frequencies changing Mm -hmm. um or I just use like some uh visualizations to clear the mind and stuff like that uh and then uh yeah I do repeat mantras as well throughout my meditations so Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of the way I meditate yeah I love that too because you know what everyone thinks meditation is okay you need to quiet your mind and it needs to be silent and then people try it for like five minutes and they're like my brain can't shut up I can't turn my brain off I don't know I then I don't want to meditate like then like oh maybe meditation's not for me and I'm really glad you brought up the point that like it's not about quieting your mind it's about focusing on what's in your mind focusing about what are you thinking about? Where is your mindset at? So you can connect with yourself. Meditation is that kind of like talk inside your head with yourself, that internal monologue, instead of journaling, meditating, it's just, it's all in here in your mind. And I think if people thought of it that way, instead of being like, okay, when I meditate, it needs to be quiet. It needs to be complete silence in order for me to, you know, do the meditation properly. But it's really, you focus on what are you thinking about? Where does your brain go? And your brain actually surprises you that when you do meditate, it brings up stuff that you wouldn't even notice because you're conscious, you're present about it. When we're so busy, we're not, you know, focusing on what's actually important. We're not being present. Even if we're like sitting on the couch with, you know, and watching TV with like our friends and family, we're still watching TV or we're still on our phones and that's not being present. And, you know, some people say like, even, you know, when they have their alone time, they, you know, are on their phone scrolling through, you know, social media or watching Netflix. And that's good to relax and stuff, but you're still not being present with yourself. And I think it's very important when you're shifting your mindset, relaxation is very important. You're watching Netflix, doing what you got to do, but it's also really important if you want to shift the mindset is to do those types of like journaling or meditation to be present with yourself and understand, be conscious of where your mindset goes or what your mindset focuses on. And you also were talking about how when you listen to you know music that you you know feel like if you're listening to happy music it you know puts you in a good vibration good moods right away so I want to open up that conversation because I remember we were talking about this before about you know human like humanity and frequencies and how that affects each other so do you want to kind of dive into the frequencies conversation yeah I'd love to you know um I think a lot of people they they don't really fully understand that everything on this earth is energy you know and that's not something like not like woo-woo kind of thing it's like just actual 
physics you know it's just science everything is energy and like we are energy everything we touch is energy and our thoughts and our 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 emotions are energy you know and i think especially when it comes to thoughts and emotion people underestimate the power those energies have because obviously if you have negative thoughts or negative emotions that energy gets stored in your body and we do feel that as muscle tension for example or headaches or physical pain or something like that so um and then also the we transmit that energy towards the people we speak to or towards everything we interact with through the words you know and through the the way we um give ourselves and the way we show up in in this world so it's so so important that we become conscious about the energies that we are surrounded with and that happen um inside of us because uh, it affects our well-being and it affects everything we do and everyone we interact with and so there is so many great techniques to release or um, channel that energy and one of them is meditation you you know you can use meditation to just breathe out the energy but you can also use meditation to shift that energy you know um, I, I do a lot of like light work and stuff like that so visualizing light that makes you feel good and like letting that light come in like into your body is just such a great way but also something more practical like exercise is a wonderful way stretching you know to release that tension out of your body um and then obviously music you know uh, music is also also energy it's vibration and um the sad music that makes us feel sad because that vibration um, then transmits into our body but then there's happy music as well or relaxing music and there's actually um a very new kind of um like niche in science um that just explores like brain waves and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and it's uh said that the theta waves um which we have when we're in deep sleep for example or in um very like deep meditation Mm -hmm. they are the most beneficial in terms of um uh, like restoring the brain functions and stuff like that and reducing stress and things like that and there is specific music like the meditation music that can trigger those brain waves so even if we don't meditate but just listen to that music um while we're working for example our brain gets like the way in which it can concentrate and focus increases and that's really fascinating to me Yeah, I love that because I remember when we first started talking about this the other day and you were mentioning frequencies. I love that conversation as well because it is science, it's physics, it's real. And like, you know, a lot of people say it's, ooh, it's woo woo, but it's really not. And we always say like, oh, when we walk into a room, we feel the vibes. It's not vibes, guys. It's frequencies, it's energy. We are humans, we have energy and we then emit that energy. So kind of like, just like with music and sound, when we speak to someone in a negative way, they feel that negative frequency and they, that's why it affects their emotions. But if, and if we're just negative, we send that out into the universe and the universe is a mirror. So basically whatever frequencies we're sending out to the universe, it's going to reflect it back to us. And I know we all know that whole entire thought process of law of attraction. If I'm sending out positive frequencies, the universe is going to send that back to me. And which is true, but a lot of people think law of attraction is like we said, like a woo-woo, but it's it's really not. And, or when you meet someone for the first time and you're like, oh, I didn't really get good vibes from that person. Or I did really, I connected really well with that person. It's because it's the energies that you are emitting out of you 
and what they're emitting out of you. And I think it's just so fascinating that we can change our frequencies and our moods based on our environment, such as like the music that we're listening to. Are we sad? Okay, let's put on some upbeat music. That's why you feel good when you're sad and you're like, you know what, I need to change something. You get up, you put on some happy music, maybe you dance a little bit, maybe you clean, whatever you wanna do, but there's an exact science for why that happens to you. And, or when it's a beautiful sunny day, like here in New York, it's gorgeous, 80 degrees and sunny. And when you sit out in the sun, you feel immediately happy because of the frequencies of that beautiful day in the environment. And I was actually listening to, um, I don't know if you heard of this podcast, um, Tara, but it's um, Earn Your Happy by Lori Harder. And if you haven't heard that podcast yet, it's amazing and I highly recommend. But they were on one of her episodes, she was talking about how, your mindset is so completely based also on your environment. What environment are you in? Are you an environment that is sending out good vibrations, good frequencies, or are you in a very negative and limiting environment? And that doesn't even mean, okay, an actual environment like being outdoors. The environment of the people that you're surrounded with, like your inner circle. If your environment of your inner circle is people of very limiting and negative beliefs and frequencies, that's how your mindset's gonna be. That's how your frequency is gonna be. But when you surround yourself with people that have those high vibrations, those high frequencies, positive mindsets and abundance mindset, that's how you can also switch your mindset. It's about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Your workspace, is it cluttered? Is it clean, right? Is it, you know, ample amount of space for you to complete your work? So when people, you know, struggle when they're like, I don't know how to do like a growth mindset, nothing's, I'm doing like the meditation, I'm doing, you know, journaling, but it's just not working out so far. You also have to think about, okay, but what does your environment look like? Is your environment helping you grow or is it keeping you limited? So I think I love those conversations about <laughs> having Definitely. frequencies. It's awesome. So speaking of that, when people are like, hey, you know, I'm trying to do a growth mindset, but that means I have to leave the little comfort zone, the little environment that I like, but I need to leave that environment to then grow as a person. So how can people overcome their fears leaving their comfort zone? How, do, how can they do that? You know, I like to think about it as a a three-step concept you know first of all you need to become aware of your fear you need to realize that you're actually afraid because if you're in this panic mode um it's not going to help you you need to understand first oh i'm got i'm in the panic mode you know and it's a normal reaction of my body and my brain to whatever is happening right now but i can rationalize that a little bit um which br uh, brings us to the next step which is breaking down the fear into small junks you know if you say okay, you're so, so afraid of um, getting on the stage and speaking publicly, or you're so afraid of taking that test, for example, then how can you break down this task that you're so afraid of into small manageable junks, you know, um, take, taking the test, for example, you can just take a lot of small tests beforehand to practice what it's like to be in this environment to understand, okay, what about taking this test is actually scary to me is it the time you know is it the the questions and then understanding okay i can practice the timing you know i can um time myself on the test um the questions you know i can um like ask my teacher for example to give me some uh, prep questions or something like that to get more familiar with that so breaking down this huge task into small things but also asking yourself you know 
what is the worst thing that can happen when I do this? When I go up on the stage, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, okay, maybe people laugh at me. Maybe I make mistakes in what I say. But how likely is that going to happen if I prepare myself? And um, is it actually that bad? You know, like, can I recover from it? What can I do to recover from it? And then also, okay, what's more likely to happen when I go on that stage? You know, people will celebrate you. You will share amazing things. You will have an amazing impact. So what is more likely? Is it more likely to fail or is it more likely to succeed? And then what is, like, what is the has a more impact on you you know what what is the one, one thing that you want to focus on do you want to focus on the tiny chance that you're going to fail or do you want to focus on the big chance that you're going to succeed um and then having all those things in mind and then really and that's the third step taking small steps one at a time to work your confidence up and get closer to overcoming this fear you know um telling yourself for example to do one tiny thing that you're scared of every single week until that moment when you have to take this big leap and that way you prepare yourself and understand first that maybe what you were afraid of isn't so scary at all and second that you're capable of so much more than you can think of you know and that you can build this resilience to um, cope with whatever is going to happen on that moment when you take this um, this leap. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important too, is just taking the small steps. I love that portion because whenever people talk about, you know, switching to a growth mindset or being more mindfulness or, you know, rising up your consciousness or whatever that term may be, people think it's like you just shift your entire life. Like you need to do it like tomorrow. You want to make a growth mindset for yourself. You got to leave all your habits behind and have a completely new life. And that scares a lot of people because they like their comfort zone fixed mindset people love their comfort zone because they're safe there, they're successful there, but you can't grow there. So a lot of people are a little hesitant when they to make a new mindset is because they think they need to do this huge step. But actually the reality of it is when you want to switch your mindset, it's the tiny habits intentional habits that you create for yourself, those small steps that actually get you there. So for example, like when I was switching my mindset, the first step that I took was journaling. Okay, let me journal every week, see how that helps my mindset. Then I started listening to that was working. And I was like, okay, maybe I should change what I listen to. Like, what's my auditory? Cause that also means a lot to what you actually listen to. So I was like, okay, maybe I should start listening to like motivational upbeat podcasts to inspire me and help me, you know, create new ideas and new perspectives. And that started working as well. So once I started taking those small little habits, so instead of listening to music on the way home, I listened to a podcast on the way home. And in the morning, on the weekends, instead of scrolling through my phone, the minute I wake up, I get up and I make my coffee, I sit down and I journal. Very tiny, tiny, small steps that just little small steps in my daily routine that didn't change my life that much. But because I did it also, it's very important to be consistent with then those new habits. Consistency is key. When you're then consistent with those tiny, small, intentional habits, that's when you start to shift your mindset. So for example, maybe doing five minutes of meditation on the weekends when you have time off, maybe at night you have a night, you know, routine like you do where you journal and reflect on the day, right? That doesn't transform your entire day. It's just those little tiny intentional habits that help you then switch your mindset. So I think that's like the most biggest important part is how to leave that comfort zone and overcome your fears is the small steps and realizing, like you said, to deconstruct the fear. What am I actually afraid of, right? 
if I want to, let's say, like, you know, be a public speaker, right? What am I actually afraid of? Am I afraid of actually public speaking or am I afraid of being judged by the people that I'm publicly speaking to? Why am I afraid of judgment, right? Then you break it down even more. Okay, why am I afraid of judgment? Oh, because I love being accepted and, you know, I don't like being judged and I want everyone to love me, right? We all, a human need is to always be accepted and loved by everyone. So you're not actually afraid of public speaking. You're afraid you're not going to be accepted and loved from the audience that's listening to and you're afraid of being judged and when you actually break down a lot of fears that are you know that people have these dreams and these goals and but they don't leave their comfort zone the base of the fear usually is I'm afraid of how people are going to react I'm afraid of how people are going to judge me so it's all about that that acceptance and then you're like huh okay so what if like you said what if people judge me what if people laugh at me then what then you you the worst case scenario and when you do the worst case scenario the fear isn't as scary anymore because you broke down the fear and you're like, oh, so yeah, if people laugh at me, okay, whatever. Like, is that going to ruin my life? No. It will be a little bit embarrassing, maybe, but then like, they're going to forget about it. You'll forget about it in a couple of weeks. So when you deconstruct the fear, it's not as scary anymore. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they struggle, like when they have anxiety and things like that, like I do, you create this like huge story in your head. And then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's actually really not that bad. We're just in this fear-based mindset a lot of the times. And we think of, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Worst case scenario, because I always want to be prepared, right? And so that way we spiral it and we tell ourselves stories and it's actually not as bad as we think it's going to be. I know a lot of people, even for me, like when I wanted to start a podcast, I was like, I'm so freaked out of what people are going to think of me. Are they going to judge me? Are they not going to like my podcast? Are they going to think I'm weird because I'm starting a podcast? Because like, who am I starting a podcast? I don't really have any credibility other than I'm just a teacher sharing stories. And then actually when I started it, my friends were like, oh, this is so cool. I love that you're doing that. So I created this story in my head that they weren't going to accept me, but it was actually the complete opposite. It was just, I created this fear in my head. And then once you break it down, it's not as scary. So when you want to shift from your comfort zone, you have to have a lot of comfort within yourself or confidence in yourself. Because a lot of people who are insecure, that's why they're not leaving their comfort zone. So how come we need to like love ourselves and have confidence if we want to have self-growth? Um, you know, ultimately we can only move past um, what holds us back. If we're truly um, loving ourselves, no matter what, you know, we, we all have strengths and we all have development areas um, and we need to accept them and we need to fully accept ourselves and who we are um, to really move past those things. Because like you said, um, you know we do all have those fears we do all have those um those things because like the thing is everyone we interact with implants some sort of thought patterns into ourselves and we come to believe them you know uh, whether they're good or bad um and we need to kind of accept that we do have those thought patterns that we do have those um certain point of views uh, of the world and then we need to come from a place of love to change them because if we come from a place of hate and frustration or negativity then we're going to be so hard on ourselves we're going to beat ourselves up the, the whole time um, and nothing actually will change because we will lose that motivation we will lose that um, the, that uh, that willpower as well to like 
go out there, take those actions to change. And ultimately as well, you know, when we break it down, we are our best friend, you know, um, we, we are with ourselves 24 seven and we are the one who can ultimately push us and motivate us to do things, but we are also the one that can hold us back from it, you know, that can um, like that the one that's lazy or the one that's unmotivated. Um, and if we come from a place of love, no matter what we do and like tell ourselves all the time, especially when it comes to like the growth mindset, you know, it's a process to switch into that growth mindset. Um, but, and we will fail along the way, but if we come from a place of um, self-hate or something like that, then we will tell ourselves, okay, no, like I failed, I'm not gonna continue. But if we come from a place of love, then we will say like, okay, I did my best. I really tried hard and I learned X, Y, that. And next time I'm gonna do better, you know? because I love myself, because I know that it's good for me. Um, and if we come from this place of self-compassion, we can ultimately grow even more than so if we come from a place of negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I always tell people to, I talk to my students a lot about this because they're, you know, they're teenagers. So they're kind of, they're trying to find themselves basically. <laughs> and I tell them all the time, like, guys, if you tell yourself you can't do something, you're always going to be right. And they look at me weird. They're like, what do you mean? I'm going to be right. I'm like, well, if you tell yourself I'm not good at math, then you're not going to be good at math because you're not going to try to improve yourself because you already said the story. You told the story to yourself. I'm not good at math. So that means you're not going to try to then be good at math. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Or you say like, oh, I'm not good at public speaking. Then yeah, you're not good at public speaking because you're going to limit yourself and you're not going to try to then grow and learn the skill of public speaking. So when you come from love and compassion and saying, you know what, hey, I made a mistake, but you know, I tried my best. What can I learn from whatever failure that it was? Maybe it was a test, right? Let's say you said you told yourself, you know, I'm not good at math. And then you fail the test. So they're like, oh, well now, yeah, I'm really not good at math. Instead of being like, well, then I'm just a failure at math. You could be like, okay, why did I fail this math test? What can I do better next time? Should I study more, right? Should I join a study group? Should I get a tutor? Should I go to extra help with my teacher, right? Learn from the failure and say, you know what? be honest with yourself. I didn't try my best. So maybe this time I can and learn from your mistakes because we're not perfect. We're humans. We're not perfect. We're always a work in progress. We're always lifelong learners. And I think it's very important to explain that, that we think like, okay, once we go to school, we go to college, we get a really good job. That's it. We're successful house family. Okay. Done. But even in those senses of those successes, you're still a work in progress. And when we show ourselves love and compassion, especially when we do make a mistake and we are not successful and we're like, you know what? I did the best with what I could, with what I had at the time. And it's like, okay, you didn't know any better. Now you know better, now you can change. And that actually happened a lot with me with this year of teaching, you know, during a pandemic, I had no idea what I was doing. And I kept saying, you know, I'm a terrible teacher. These kids are not getting the best thing ever. But then I was like, wait, Allie, you're teaching, they're learning during a pandemic, number one. <laughs> and also you're teaching through a pandemic, through remote learning, like over Zoom or Google Meet, then also hybrid where some kids were on a Google Meet, some kids were in front of you. Now all the kids are in front of you. There were so many different obstacles and it's not that you're a bad teacher, right? You 
just we're trying to do the best of what you could because you've never done this before and i think we have to like not take ourselves so seriously that's kind of showing love and compassion like don't take yourself so seriously it's okay you made a mistake all right now we can learn from it and i started to change my mindset throughout the school year i'm like you know what i'm just going to do the best i can with what i got i'm going to teach the kids the best i can with all the resources that i have i've never done this before and it's going to be okay but I know a lot of us too, when we're kind of in that process of like, you know, I'm terrible at public speaking or I'm a terrible teacher, I'm ter whatever skill or job that you're doing, you feel like this imposter syndrome sometimes. So how do people get past that imposter syndrome? You know, I think, um, again, it comes back to um, like to really reflecting upon who you are and where you are and what brought you here and to really see the bigger picture instead of only the situation that you're in because you know the imposter syndrome is all about like feeling like a fraud and feeling like not good enough for wherever you are or wherever you want to be you know yeah. and ultimately reflecting upon where you are what brought you here and everything that you've accomplished and then understanding and telling yourself look I've worked really hard for this, you know, I've got the right to be here because I have accomplished all those things because I have studied because I have graduated because I did all those certifications, you know, all those um, things that you've accomplished are the, the, the reason why you deserve to be here, but not only that also, you know, your personal experiences like the, the things that you grew through um, when we take again your example with the podcast you know, you are worthy to be hosting this podcast because you have acquired so much knowledge around this particular topic. I, I, I remember I was feeling like such a fraud uh, when I first started this business because I was like, who am I to tell other people how they're supposed mm -hmm. to live their lives? And I was like, well, I grew through like 10 struggles, you know, like trying make, I had a quarter life crisis. I had past travel depression. I, I had several injuries, you know, all those things um, that ultimately led me to acquire life experience to, to like learn techniques. And then I also study, you study, you know, I have an education in sports um, science with a, a focus specialization in sports psychology all these things um, and rem reminding myself of those things helped me then to understand okay well I am qualified to be here and it's okay for me you know I can claim this right that I have to be here and then I think also to see the progress that you've made along the journey you know if you um, let's say started somewhere started with like no one seeing your content and then uh you all of a sudden have like millions seeing your content realizing how much work you put into that how much sweat and tears it cost you to get to this point um and even if it didn't cost you so much still you have put in at least a little bit of work mm -hmm. um and that makes you qualified um, and worthy of having like and celebrating whatever you've achieved you know mm -hmm. and then I think the last thing is to change the overall mindset from away from lack um, and away from all the things that you feel like you don't have to all the things that you have and really um, highlighting those positive um, personality traits characteristics achievements whatever because ultimately I think the imposter syndrome stems from 
a place of lack, a place, place of scarcity and stuff like that. So if we switch that mindset again, then we can truly like, um, yeah, just remove that imposter syndrome a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because when when everyone has imposter syndrome, that's the thing. We're like, who am I to be doing this specific thing, right? What do I have to offer is always that imposter syndrome like story that we're telling in ourselves. And I think it's also very important, like you said, is when you're feeling that type of way, go and reflect on yourself. You know, you always need evidence to what you're talking about. So if you're ever feeling the imposter syndrome, take a look at your past work, like see where you've come from, check out the, you know, whatever degrees you may have or experiences you may have, or look back at, you know, the achievements that you made to get here. There's a reason you're here at the spot that you're at because you got there, you worked for, it, you had the experience, right? And I think that really helps people because I think sometimes whenever, you know, whether we're at work or a business or whatever we're doing, whenever we get overwhelmed is when we get that imposter syndrome. And I think we get imposter syndrome sometimes. This is like a little theory that I have. I think imposter syndrome starts to happen when we're starting to leave our comfort zone into maybe a growth mindset kind of way, because you were successful in your comfort zone. And then the minute you want to maybe try something new or, you know, use a new strategy or whatever it may be, it was scary and overwhelming because it's new. And then that's where the imposter syndrome sometimes shows up and be like, well, who am I to be doing this? And, you know, do I have enough experience for this? So whenever people are feeling that imposter syndrome story, just think about maybe it's because you're showing growth and you're going to then learn something new and that's totally okay. And I also believe that like everything happens for a reason and you're at the spot in your life for a reason. So when people freak out of, oh, am I supposed to be here? Yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. Whatever timeline you're on, whether it's relationships, friendships, jobs, you know, businesses, opportunities, you're always supposed to be exactly where you are at. Because again, I believe everyone has a purpose, everyone has a service, and but you have your own timeline to that purpose and service and life. So whenever you feel that imposter syndrome, just remind yourself, hold on, it's okay, because I'm supposed to be here at this point in time. I'm supposed to be doing this at this point in time. So when someone's feeling that imposter syndrome or self-sabotage, how does someone boost their confidence to get out of that imposter syndrome? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I think like the, my number one tip is to like create small experiences for yourself um, that make you feel comfortable, uh, confident. And that can be really tiny, you know, that can be having a great conversation with a friend, you know, that makes you feel really confident. Um, dressing up, that makes you feel really confident. It's obviously, it's the best if you can make this small experience related to the thing that you feel insecure about. So for example, if you feel insecure about uh, your place in your job, then creating small experiences um, like throughout meetings, for example, or throughout presentations that make you feel confident and make you feel worthy and valuable in your job and in that one thing that you feel insecure about. And the more of those small experiences you have, the more you will realize, okay, I'm actually not that insecure. And then you, this confidence will build up. Um, and then also, I think, understanding and reaffirming your worth is really important because obviously we all have insecurities we all have things we're unsure about and like especially when we try something new it can be really intimidating because we have never done it before um, but then also 
like first reaffirming that you can do it like you can achieve literally anything and i'm not just saying that it's true you know if you want you can achieve anything and you can grow through anything um but then also that you can like deal with whatever bad is gonna potentially happen you know if if you're gonna slip up then you're gonna slip up you you're gonna grow through it you know it's, it's only gonna make you stronger it's not gonna kill you mm-hmm. so i think seeing this worth as well and also kind of like taking a deep breath and telling yourself okay i'm worthy like i belong here i can do this um the way we speak to ourselves is so so important and our thoughts is literally having a, a conversation with ourselves 24 7 and obviously if we tell ourselves oh, i can't do this i'm too insecure i'm uh like i'm gonna slip up stuff like that it's gonna happen like you won't go up to a friend and tell them like uh before a presentation you're gonna slip up you suck you know mm-hmm. um you're going to tell them like you've got this uh, and that's the, the way you have to speak with yourself you have to tell yourself like you i've got this and you can speak in the first pe- person or the second it doesn't matter and um, whatever works for you tell yourself like i've got this i'm i'm worthy like i belong here i've got the skills uh, mm-hmm. i've done this a million times whatever um that makes you feel beat up mm-hmm. uh, upbeat yeah. yes <laughs> yeah exactly because Again, like we said before, whatever story you tell yourself, you're going to be correct. So if you tell yourself you're not good at something or insecure at something or like, you you know, I feel like females do that a lot. They're like, I'm never going to be that girl, whatever that girl is in your scenario. Well, yeah, you're never going to be that girl because you're saying to yourself, you're not going to be that girl. And I think a lot of the times, you know, both men and women do struggle a lot with confidence, but I think women have more pressure on building confidence more than men just because the situation of our society of how women are supposed to act and look in society is very different and that's why we also see other women as competition where we're like oh we're never going to be as pretty as her we're never going to be as successful as her well but you have things to offer as well and i think when we compare ourselves to other people we forget our worth and i think it's very important to always reflect with yourself and your words of affirmation talk to yourself everyone has so much to offer we're not supposed to offer the same things. If everyone was the same, that would be so boring, right? <laughs> yeah. We all have things to offer. So yeah, maybe someone is a successful entrepreneur, but maybe you're not supposed to be an entrepreneur. You're supposed to be, you know, for example, like I'm a teacher and I love being a teacher. I love being an educator and helping people. And I know for a fact, you know, maybe entrepreneur is not for me, but that's not my service. My service is to my, my students and my kids and being an educator. It doesn't make me less of a person because I'm, you know, a teacher and someone else is, you know, running their own business and they're their own boss. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, we're both fine with what we're supposed to be doing. So when you compare yourself to others' careers or situations, you forget about your worth a lot of the times. And I think it's very important to sit down, you know, even journal, have a conversation with yourself and say, what do you have to offer to this world? Because everyone does have something to offer. And it could be so small is like you're the friend that it can always crack a joke and make people laugh you know what i mean or you're the friend that always gives the best advice you're the friend someone can call at 3 a.m and just talk because they need someone to talk to right so even in like just not even career but in your relationships and friendships you all have something to offer so if you're like oh you know if you're in like a circle of friends and you compare yourself like oh like she's the funny friend i'm never that funny but you're then the friend with good advice And I think when we kind of focus in on what we have to offer to this world, that's how we build ourselves, our confidence in ourselves. Because when we compare ourselves, 
we then forget about ourselves is the big thing. And it's so crucial to bring back your worth. At the end of the day, if you want to switch your mindset, you need to remember your worth and validate that you have a purpose in this world. So we've been talking about, okay, how do we shift our mindset? How, do, how are we doing that? So if Tara, if you're just walking down the street, right? And it's out of nowhere, someone just walks up to you and goes, Tara, how can I switch my mindset? What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them to like have fun, you know, to play with their thoughts, to to see it like a game, you know. Um, we we've got thoughts all the time. We can't stop them, but we can learn to be aware of them. We can learn to change them around to like uh reconstruct them, to uh like let them go, you know, to just like uh sw- sweep the flitch and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, play with the thoughts, you know, reflect on them, be aware of them, and then see, also un- ultimately understand which are serving you and which aren't serving you. And then try to change those that are not serving you into, to, into ones that are serving you. Um, and I think if you treat it like a game, it can be really fun. And then you also ultimately don't feel so overwhelmed or frustrated um, or discouraged when you have a lot of negative thoughts you know if you have a bad day then it can be maybe sometimes really hard to get into a growth mindset so to get into a positive state of mind mm-hmm. but if you see it like a game if you understand okay well I'm having like a shitload of negative thoughts right now mm-hmm. um, but that's okay you know like I'm I'm gonna cheer myself up you know I'm gonna like uh, tell myself a lot of funny jokes or whatever helps you to kind of like um, lift yourself up and see it like a game is really, really going to help. Yeah, I think that's so useful because again, like you have control. You People think for some reason they don't have control of life you just have control in like a different way. Like we said, you can't always control what does happen to you, but you do control how you react to those situations. So yes, like, you know, let's say you have a bad day, right? You had a terrible day. Nothing went right that day. And we have those days sometimes. But what I always tell myself to the game that I like, the type of game that I play, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you had a bad day today, Ali, but there's always tomorrow. That's what I always tell myself. There's yeah. literally always tomorrow. Every day is a brand new day. I even tell my students that I'm like, because maybe sometimes like maybe they didn't have a bad, we didn't have a good class period, right? It was a lot of disruptions, behavioral issues were going on. And then I say, hey guys, today was not a good day for us. There was a lot of disruptions, but guess what? Tomorrow's a brand new day, clean slate, and we're going to try this lesson again, right? Because a lot of times too, people will carry the negative day with them like the next few days. And I'm like, why? You're wasting the day, right? I could yeah. be as a teacher and been like, oh, well, they weren't good you know, today. So tomorrow for the rest of the week, it's just, I'm going to be in a bad mood and, you know, reprimand them and things like that. Where no, I'm, that's wasting time. Or I literally tell them straight up, okay, today was not the day for us, but we're going to do this tomorrow. We're going to fix it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a clean slate. Tomorrow's a new day. And when you think about that too, a load of pressure gets taken off your shoulders where you're like, you know what, today was not our day, but that doesn't mean tomorrow's not going to be our day. Yeah, definitely. Like dwelling on things is literally the worst thing you can do. Um, Just let it go, like accept that it happened and let it go, move on and um, start fresh. Yeah. I used to also think too, like holding grudges showed like strength. Like if someone did something wrong to me, I'm like, well, then I'm not talking to you for like a week or, you know, the silent treatment for the rest of the day. And I used to think that that showed strength, like, you know, don't mess with me and I'm going to hold a grudge or whatever, but I'm starting to learn that like that you're again wasting time. Why waste time being mad at someone, right? You had a situation, 
tell them that it upset you, they apologize, okay, forgive, and then move on, right? Or even if someone, okay, you know, for people think, you know, you forgive and then that's it. You can still forgive someone, but not let them into your life as well. If someone's been really doing like, you know, toxic things and stuff like that, you can still let go of them in, in your life and forgive them, but they still don't have to come back into your life either. But it's just so important to like not hold grudges. Tomorrow's a new day. Let go of the things or let go of the things, the people, the thoughts that don't serve you, which is just so important because that lifts so much weight off your shoulders. So Tara, I can talk to you all day. <laughs> I would, literally can have this conversation all day, but we are coming to a close here. So I always end uh, my podcast with guests with um, what quote do you live by? Um, my uh, life mantra is to stay stoked because I believe that life is just more amazing if you've got excitement in your life and it can be really big excitement or really small excitement. It doesn't matter as long as you have something that excites you like if you wake up every day um being absolutely thrilled about what the day is gonna bring mm -hmm. this is just the way i want to live my life and i can just heartily recommend every every single one to bring a little bit more excitement into their days into their mindsets and we've learned how to do this um in this episode and mm -hmm. uh so yeah stay stoked i love that and i love the talk about energies and frequencies that from the first time when we talked to now this again, like I just feel so refreshed and so much better. When you have a really good conversation with them, someone, I think that's the best form of therapy sometimes is just having a really positive and useful conversation that's gonna help a lot of people that are listening to this. So Tara, where can people find you and follow you? Um, yeah, so the best way to connect with me is on Instagram, it's tara.fisher with S-C-H. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously you can also check out my website and my blog, it's tarafisher.org. And yeah, that's the way, the best way to contact, uh, con to connect with me. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to put that all in the show notes for people to go find you and awesome. follow you. Awesome. So Tara, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It was wonderful speaking with you. And again, guys, make sure that you follow her. She puts up amazing content and thank you so much for joining us. Tara it means so much. Thank you for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this amazing conversation with Tara, just like I have. Again, like I said, after talking with her and having this amazing conversation, it just changed me. And after we were done talking on Zoom, we were both like, wow, this was such a great conversation, useful to us, and it's going to be so useful to others. So if you guys enjoyed, please let us know. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. I hope you guys have a wonderful Mindful Monday. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.